This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to this week's edition of the Sky Blues Extra podcast with myself, Dean Atkinson, and David Moore is also here with me. How are you doing, Dave? Yeah, good. Um, could have been better, I think, if we'd have picked up three points yesterday. But yeah, weird um, one, wasn't it? That game. Yeah, but we got. I suppose we got out of a point. Um, we're not unbeaten because obviously the, the opening fixture. But since that that game, we are and. I suppose if you can try and keep that sort of form and then add some wins to it, you're, you're going to be okay. Probably a nice play, place to be as we head into the international break with that kind of nice unbeaten run and, and some points on the board as well, which I think is very important. Exactly that, isn't it? I mean, we were in such a disarray last season. Did we have any points going into that international break? I'm Maybe not sure. One? Maybe one, yeah. And, you know, everything was looking so much bleaker which is funny, really, because if you were to switch on social media, you'd probably feel like the season had been going exactly the same way as last year. <laughs> the do- doomsday again, yeah. But yeah, the bedwetters as the bedwetters as uh, as Ross Ross likes to uh, likes to call them. Yeah, and the thing is, right, is Robin's AD. You know, they've set a, a new benchmark, right? They've sent a new, be- and that's that's a problem because people would expect top six this year and yeah. you know it, that's going to be tough not yeah. only because of the opposition we spoke about this on the preview pod but just in in terms of how many players we've got to bed in and how many players have got to get used to this new system and I think we've seen already that people have struggled a little bit with that and you know obviously we'll come on to the goals but one of that was was on display yesterday yeah, you're right there. It feels like we've got quite a set of fans that feel really entitled, they're expectant and very impatient. And maybe that sort of playoff final appearance last year is maybe the catalyst for that. Um, you know, if it's not getting a shirt that you pre-ordered by now or a card with your seat number on or, you know, thinking we can just throw cash willy-nilly at transfer deadline day, everyone seems to want everything in an instant, right? And there's, there's just no patience. And it was never ever going to be like like that, you know. You heard it numerous times during the summer. It was a five year plan, and there was an aim of achieving playoff campaigns in, in three of those. 
and it feels like already people are sort of like really expectant that we're going to you know be challenging this year it's it's just going to be very difficult it's always going to be a transition year right yeah i mean the championship is a really really tricky league isn't it we we say it week in week out and you only have to look at the results from yesterday to know how bonkers it is it was some of the results yesterday are just absolutely crazy and you know that's not going to be a, a one-off that's going to happen week in week out and i think it's more competitive this year i think last season teams dropped away towards the end i think we could have easily seen ourselves not make the playoffs yeah personally. like the likes of blackburn um, and millwall we could have easily joined those teams and sort of fell down and away from it yeah and also teams underperformed i don't think swansea will be as bad as they were last season um then again borough are looking yeah ropey bad but that's so, i mean that's 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 exactly what happened last year with them and then they came on this unbelievable run from sort of december onwards and you know made their way into the playoffs and that's what can happen in this league. You go on a run, just like we did. Like we did it towards the end of the year, made our run. The timing was was perfect. But yeah, I, I think you're right. We're going to be expectant of a lot of teams to fall away this year if we're going to make it like we did last year, I feel, yeah. because of how strong and it is. I think, but I also think, you know, in the same token, there is a lot of expectations and some rightly so. You know, Doug yeah. has talked a, a decent game I guess. So he's got to kind of live up to that. And I think at this moment in time, he is really in terms of some of the signings that we've seen. I mean, some of the stuff that I've seen people wanting us to spend more, you know, they, they, I think they forget that we have to rent the ground and we have to, you know, pay other staff. And yeah, exactly. And the new CAO, CWO coming in and that won't be cheap and all that kind of stuff. Away travel, staying away, which is something that, you know, I think Robbins is probably, would would like to do more i think as a yeah from what i from trips. what i gather last last season we sort of traveled on the day for like half of our away trips last year which isn't yeah. great obviously that's not a great place to be and we've got some longer trips this year including plymouth haven't we so you kind of want to be staying the night before to get yourself to get your body and your mind mentally prepared as you head yeah, to those tricky away so. games so what's that, an interesting money. one because they stayed though right the night before they which did is... yeah that's yeah. really intriguing for me. I mean, that what is that? An hour up the road? That's not far. Yeah, I've, I think it, it just sets a it sets yourself up ready for that game. You know, wake up. You don't have to worry about travel. You don't have to worry about potential traffic and stuff. As you know, there's a couple of games. It's true. You know, this year, Wimbledon wasn't it? There, there was a huge issue on the yeah. on the M40. Yeah. And the you know, I nearly didn't get my ticket as it was on the, on the M40 coming down. To London for me, but the players were also stuck in it. So it's just those little things. They they all these costs Don't add need up. It. Yeah. Um yeah, so um we were supposed to be joined by Ross Spence as well. Um but again he's having technical issues, so <laughs> we'll wait and see. But a big show lined up this week as we head into that international break. We'll of course take a look at that completely bonkers game versus Watford. We'll also look back at a relatively quite transfer deadline day for the Sky Blues and then later on me and Dave will look at given our ratings which um, might be a little bit harsh at this stage, but given our ratings on the on the newest recruits, honest overall, appraisals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe on it. Yeah, this, honesty is the best policy, of course it is. Um, but first of all, quick look back to to Tuesday. Uh, myself and and Ross Cooper hosted the the player Q and A, the first one of the season at the home of our sponsors at the Sky Blue Tavern. Liam Kelly had you right in attendance. A really good evening. Dave, uh, you've probably seen the post. You weren't there, but you've seen the post on socials, of of course. A brilliant night. 
Yeah, fantastic. Like, um, and it was great to see yourself and Ross on City Unseen. Yes, uh, getting yeah, that appearance. Nice. Getting that appearance. But but no, th- <laughs> these events that, are really, or... really good. Sorry? Do I, do we get paid for that? Or, I don't know. Do I need to send an invoice into the club? Well, like we've been saying, Dean, you know, now you're expectant of Doug to be spending even more money on things that are unnecessary. <laughs> what, in my he couldn't opinion. afford me. He could not afford me. So, no, I think um, great nights down there always is, um, you know, it just shows to, to when we have the wins in future that you need to get get on and, and get the tickets because they they want to not limit capacity, but they also want to make them feel, you know, exclusive and, um, you know, sort of dedicated nights, I guess. So, and I think they have that feeling, don't they? And the crowd feel yeah. easier to get involved. Um, whereas if, you know, I'm not saying we're going to sell out the re- the CBS with, with them, but at the same we time, you know, it, they, they lose that effect, don't you, of that sort of intimate um, sort of Q&A feel, I think. Yeah, I think there's 200 people there, which is the highest attended one so far as well, which is, you know, amazing to see some great questions as well from, from the crowd. Um, having the kids there as well this year, that was really good. There's some really, really funny questions from the kids, which uh, I think Hadji and, and Liam uh, appreciated since they... They were a little, uh, little less serious than the ones that me and Ross were were throwing at them. So, but yeah, do you think or, it's quite a new thing for Hadji Wright? This sort. Well, of he did say stuff? that he he'd never done anything like that mm. before um, at any club, and you can imagine he hasn't really because it wouldn't have been English based speakers, wouldn't it? In Germany, yeah. Denmark, Turkey yeah. as well. So, uh, he did reveal that he he does like a kebab though. Uh, Hadji Wright after <laughs> having having a lot of them in Turkey. Um, so yeah. Um, he, he was a bit shy and timid at first, but I think he opened up a little bit during the, during the evening um, towards the, the, the latter stages. Um, it was really good, I think. Um, both of them complimented each other really well, Liam and Hadji. So, yeah, great night. And like great you said, venue. Great venue. Well. Yeah, you know, the was... backdrop is so good, isn't it? When you've, I, I said it on the Terry Gibson um, excerpt that we got, which obviously he's doing his nights um, or he's got them planned. Um great backdrop just great you know memorabilia and all of that it just makes for we never had that we never that fortunate were we to have that in coventry no and we've got a couple of places now that you know these nights could be hosted you've got obviously got the tavern got dylan's brewery itself and next to rico and the new dylan's area inside the the cbs which is a really large area yeah Um, and and talking of that you know i urge everybody to be on the button for the next couple of these q a's because a few of them are going to be a little bit special. Um, that's all we can kind of say for now. But you know, yeah. keep keep your eyes peeled on on the socials because um, yeah yeah, excuse me, you won't want to miss out on on them um, for sure. So uh, yeah, definitely keep your eyes peeled on all our socials over the next couple of weeks to to find out more about those. Um, let's crack on to transfer deadline day. Ross has joined us. Ross, can you hear us? I'm all good now. Should be all good your end as well. Here he is. <laughs> Good to have you with us, mate. Um, let's get your thoughts on transfer deadline day. Uh, just the, the one move for the Sky Blues, well, one in, one out. Uh, Danny Cashman leaving the Sky Blues, mutual termination of his contract. I don't think we were that surprised with that one, so we won't we'll brush over that. But Liam Kitching coming into the Sky Blues, lots of rumours about the, the money situation, how much this actually cost us. There was rumours early in the week that we had a £4 million bid rejected. Did we spend five? I think we're led to believe it's around about the three million mark with a couple of add-ons included. Um, what's what's your thoughts on that business? Do you think that's a good move for us? 
Yeah, I think it's a bit of a strange one as well, isn't it, really? Because every player that seems to sign for us just goes, yeah, this has been going on since about May time, this has, and it's just lost. God, so it's taken... Where's the illegal it? tapping up? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Half of them were at Wembley watching us by the sounds of it. I think from what someone told me that I know as well, that didn't Hadji say he was at Wembley or something, or he was... It was he, he said something around, around that, it. or he watched it, as far as I... Yeah, he definitely watched it, he said. Uh, yeah. Because they, they were in talks beforehand, so... Um, yeah, you I know, think... if they were in talks beforehand and we made the Premier League, you know, that's that's obviously a signing they were looking to make as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it, it goes to show, doesn't it, that people think that transfers, you know, people are on Twitter like, why haven't we signed this player? Why haven't we signed that player? It's like, it really doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Like transfers are not as simple as what we're led to believe. Like we've had some of these, these players that we've got that have been linked, that we've been linked with and we've eventually signed that are actually they've been going beyond beyond the scenes sort of for like two, three months nearly. Do you know what I mean? So it's not yeah. as not as simple. But in terms of the actual business that we've done, I think Kitchen was one that I wanted over the line. I mean, when the figure, I, I said to you guys in the chat, when we were reading like five plus million, it was getting a bit like, right, okay, we'll, we'll probably blank this one because it's getting a bit too, too much considering when we were in the lower leagues. I know football back then was a bit different but when we had players like Madison and stuff obviously for him to go for three million so then you look at someone like Kitchen being bought for five million it's just like mind-blowing isn't it to think well, that Rob Holden only went to Crystal Palace for a million pound from Arsenal yeah. improving Premier League defender yeah so literally it's just and we're buying, we're, we're buying Kitchen for that amount so it would it seemed a bit weird when that but Robbins then come out didn't he and I did an interview the match obviously on the map before sorry a preview of the match for Watford and said like oh I don't want us to spend silly money so there must have been like you said some agreement and I think we're led to believe it's around about three two to three and a half isn't it I think they got a good good salon clause for him as well didn't they I think which is probably the was like the pushover of the line I, I think we probably tried to hold back on it a bit but we probably looked at it in perspective and thought do we pay more and give them less in the future or we do we just pay less and give them more sort of in the future as well so I think that's all what it sort of comes down to but yeah the deadline day was it was impressive, to be honest, to get it done as quickly as we probably did, because by four o'clock, it sounded like we, were, we weren't going to do anything. And then it suddenly just by six, it was like, oh, he's on his way for his medical. So it had just suddenly, suddenly changed over a quick period of time. So I think the I think club did the well there. Of, the shouts of John Swift really got me excited. I was like, oh God, are we making yeah, a really nice admit, move? That would have been, you know, that would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been a nice one. <laughs> um, right. So Kitchen in the only move of deadline day. As I said, we'll look back at all our our signings over the summer later on in the programme. And let's move on to, to this bonkers game versus Watford. Uh, Dave, your thoughts earlier on uh, in those early exchanges, both teams kind of trying to press outpress each other, weren't they? I thought we were quite brave in possession, especially against that that super high press. Brave or stupid. Um, <laughs> well, well, how o else you said we something there, right? interesting on, you know, the phone in yesterday, actually on, on the way home was listening to that. And it, and he's right. And oh, you're the you know, one, are you? People on Twitter said it as well. But sometimes, if it's not on, I think we cried out for this in that that early League One season, actually, when we got done over by Rotherham, um, and that all came from us just passing it around the back and and not wanting to play any other way. And I think it's difficult because I think you've got a new set of players that want to play the way that Robbins clearly is is you know setting it out on the training ground. But at the same time, they're putting themselves under a lot of pressure and sometimes it just needs to go. Um, they did that against Leicester though, didn't they? 
Yeah, they did that's play it. that long yeah. ball, and we were kind of like, "Well, why they continue to do this? We don't have Yokerez, and now we're clamouring for it to come back." <laughs> yeah, but some of them are just so. Ri- yeah, but that high press yesterday was. I mean, they had three strikers on. I've the, never seen on... a high press like that before. Yeah, uh, so you've got to think. Well, why carry on trying to do that? Yes, there's times to play. I'm not saying go long every single time, but just mix it up a bit. But it felt that we were so strict and rigid to that that system that we were not and we're just causing ourselves a lot of problems um do you say there's but, a lack yeah. of leadership then someone to like take it by the scruff of the neck and say lads like come on now switch on we can see what's happening there needs to be leaders on the pitch don't has to come from robbins or, or viva someone has to say look we have to get it over this press yeah well, i think it's got it? to start with ben wilson to be honest because he's the one kicking off you know he's taking most of these dead ball situations from from goal kicks right so that's where it's coming from, and he's got to say no. It's not on. It's not on. Get up and 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 change it. I think, and it's having that confidence, I guess, to to say no. I'm not going to do it this time. And how many times d- does it take until Robbins gives him a ticking off for not playing? I don't know. You know, so they, uh, maybe that's what's what's there. But I do think that caused us a lot of problems. Um, twin that with the high press, um, and I just think we were just both teams were struggling to get get on the ball. Yeah. Uh, and the first real big moment of the game came with that penalty, um, which unfortunately Matty Godden obviously missed. Um, handball for you, Ross, or soft one? No, I think I, th- I think they were very hardly done by in that one. To be honest, I, think, I actually said it was it wasn't a penalty, and it was kind of not as bad as it sounds. It was kind of justice that he did miss the penalty, if that makes sense. Because it would have been if it had been the other way around, I'd have been fuming if it would have been given against us to go one 0 down in an away game. And I actually, as bad as it sounds, again called the miss. I knew he wasn't going to. I knew he wasn't going to score because I knew he was going to go that side. And I said he yeah. should have gone down also the middle. Issues just. He took a double run-up as well. Yeah, he put was, the ball never in done that before. He, yeah, he didn't look as confident as when Godden normally strikes one. So I I literally turned to my mate as, as he was about to hit. I said, he's, he's not going to score this. I can already see. And I knew the keeper was going to save it. So I wasn't actually that surprised. But the thing that killed us in that moment when he missed it was the whole momentum of the, the game changed. Because before kickoff and then the first 20 minutes, the place was bouncing, wasn't it? It was so loud. Yeah, it was. Singing songs. Yeah. All of, they were all behind the team. It's, it just felt like a really positive day. And I thought, oh, this is going to be an interesting game. And it we also were really felt like we needed it at that time. Yeah. Didn't it? That, yeah. If we'd have gone 1-0 up at that time, we hadn't really deserved it, but it kind of felt like we needed something to get us yeah. going. Yeah, we, we definitely needed that sort of cutting edge chance and it felt like a penalty. I think most people in the ground probably thought Godden would would bury it. So although it wasn't a penalty, you, you do still want to score and take the lead in that moment, don't you? And you, you did feel once he missed it and then obviously when play restarted, it almost went from a singing to the, ah, oh, and it was like a bit of like deflation was just taken out of everyone, wasn't it, for a little bit? And then they obviously got the sucker punch and scored and then that was even more when it was a little bit deflated. But it definitely did change the whole momentum of the game when he did miss that penalty, but that was that's I mean it's classic cov, isn't it? Like yeah. a major opportunity to go one nil up and then you know conceding straight away. The first twenty minutes, me and my mate actually said this is a really good point. Remember when we played Peterborough away about two years ago, we won four one. Their defence actually felt like that game in the second half, where we just tore them to pieces. I just felt every time we got the ball in the first twenty minutes before the pack, I just felt like we were going to score. Like they just kept giving loose balls away. They didn't look comfortable with it. Had it you felt Sunday league, like... didn't it? It felt yeah, really, really, really Sunday, Sunday league. league yes. defending from from both teams. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. No, not one player really wanted the ball either. It no. was like, you know, no one really wanted to make a decision with it. And that's why you were getting short passes and stuff. It's like we both teams sort of mimicked each other in, in the way they wanted to play. It was so odd. It was actually <laughs> who like wanted, who wanted to play out Who wanted to play out the worst? <laughs> yeah. And then but you look at the look at their goal, Dave. That was the first time that sort of Watford had a little bit of sustained pressure after the penalty miss. Um, and, it, you know, it was pretty simple stuff, really. We backed off him. We'll talk about Bobby Thomas's performance, of course, but this was the first mistake he made. He just let, you know, Tommy stand him up and a simple finish, really, in the end. Yeah. I mean, it's... The thing is, they like you say, they hadn't really had, like, a sniff until that point, but they didn't have to do much. And I think that's what frustrates me sometimes, is that it's so hard to get back into games, to to let yourself go 1-0 down with... with they didn't have to really be the good or do that much to get it. Um and yeah, you know, we just we had enough men back there as well, you know, yeah. to really do something or deal with that. Um, and you're like, you're right, you know, you should have shown him, shown him off the pitch. Really, should have just guided him away. We did get back into it though, one-one. Uh, Milan coming up with the goods. Um, Milan van Avac, or should we say Milan van free kick? Uh, ben Sheaf obviously won it in the middle of the park, and then the strike, Ross from from Milan, who I know. He's uh, probably on your Christmas card list from looking at your tweets. Um, a great strike on that free kick. Yeah, unbelievable. I said it a few weeks ago. I think I mentioned it on when we did a pod. I said that there was like a, an unseen bit. So they did some stuff and you, you could see him hitting free kicks in training. And I said, that's interesting because I didn't know he had that. I knew he was quick and he had a long throw, but I didn't know he, he could hit a free kick. But I think it was Eccles or someone said, didn't they, after the game, he's got a really peculiar technique that he, he uses and you Ronaldo, look at that free Ronaldo yeah Ronaldo it, just, it yeah. almost just bounced in front of the goalie didn't yeah. it? it looks like he should save it but it's almost one of them awkward ones where he just makes it dip right in front of him yeah. so it bounced over him and I don't really think many people expected him to be able to take it take just step up sorry and whip in a free kick like that but it just shows you that the players we've added this year, people say, oh, you know, talk about them jalling. It's not just their actual adapting to what we do is going to be the qualities they bring. It's actually the different qualities that they bring. Like you looked before, we possessed Fankati Dabo in that position that he was in. Now, no no dis disrespect to Dabo at all. He had, he had good traits, but Dabo's never stepping over a free kick like that, is he, at home to Watford and whipping, whipping in a goal like that? And that's, that's the difference with the players that we've recruited and been able to spend money on this year is that we were able to get back in the game when we almost had a sucker punch. Whereas last season, you'd look at it and think, would we have been able to get back in the game or would it have maybe, would it have maybe killed us? So differences like that in players that we've got this year, you'll definitely notice as the season goes on, we'll be able to have moments where we are behind. And I think we'll have free kicks and more of them as we go on where we will score goals from them, I think, because we've seen players that we've got that can take them. So yeah, it was, it was a nice strike. And I was pleased for him as well because he's a passionate guy, isn't he? I love him. Yeah. I saw him yeah. before the game turned over to the fans and he was when it was nil nil in the game hadn't even started he was I he said before the, the game about 20 people in there yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was though wasn't it just before when they came out he was g in the crowd up yeah and yes. he wants to get him on his side i'll tell you who i'll tell you who knew that the that free kick was going in fads did you see the reverse angle just as yeah. he st struck it like he was already celebrating and running off it was great to yeah see he, that. Knew. he knew yeah um, let's talk about their their second goal um you know, we've, we've already talked about the Sunday league defending. Uh, this was pretty piss poor, wasn't it? Um, first of all, close off the angle. Don't give him the angle to use bodies to hide his effort. And then secondly, 
someone's got to go to the ball. You know, there's four or five players there tracking the same man. And by the time the first one decides to go to the ball, Dave, that was way too late. He's already at the back of the net. Well, first of all, it broke down in the middle of the park, which we didn't get to grips with all day, really. Um, We've got to do something quickly to sort that out. We are literally struggling, I think, in the middle of the park. We're getting overran week in, week out. We haven't ran a midfield really since Leicester. Um, and that was obviously with Gus Hamer in. And since that point... Never heard of him. Who's he? Who's he played for? Good enough, to be honest. Um, <laughs> he rejects. But then, you know, you're you're right. Taking, taking that much time and backing off and backing off, someone's got to go and attack the ball because people in this league can do that. You know, they, you only have to give them a couple of chances and they will be able to do that. And that's what most of Watford's game was yesterday, actually. Individual performances as a team, they're absolutely terrible. But individual performances, you know, were, were what, what hurt us. Um, and backing off a player and allowing him to do that is just, yeah, it's criminal. And we got back into the game with what can only be described as an early contender for goal of the season. Um, you know, I think that was a real gift, wasn't it? Because... It fell a bit flat after we conceded that goal and we didn't create any chances and the crowd were feeling pretty, yeah, wow, they weren't loud at all. I mean, the whole game over I follow, it was sounding fantastic. But then that period after after uh, going 2-1 down, it was so flat. Um, the, you know, the less said about the goal, the better, really. But then um, I think the major disappointment for me, really, yesterday was when we got back to 2-2, Watford were at sixes and sevens, like they could not deal with the situation that was that was occurring. I don't think we took advantage enough of that. Yeah, it was I don't know, it was it was a really weird game. It's the only way to describe it, isn't it? It was it was so unlike us. I know we're a new team and people are on about Jalin, but we've all watched us for four games previously and we've had our moments, but we've never looked that disjointed as we did yesterday. Like the first 20 minutes to half an hour. We were, we were sailing. We looked really, really good. And then from there, obviously, the first half overall, you'd say, was good. But the second half in general was just a strange performance. I agree with Dave. I just think the midfield at the minute, we really need to sort that. I've given Eccles praises, but I thought yesterday he was pants in the middle. I thought he really got overran. He kept giving stupid balls away in the middle of the pitch as well. And there's nothing more frustrating than that. I think the thing that Sheaf is better than him is when Sheaf does it, Sheaf can recover the ball quite quickly, whereas Eccles will give a pass away, but he's not always able to to quickly go. And, and then he gives a foul whereas, away. That's the yeah, thing. He'll give, yeah, he'll give a foul in a day, whereas Sheaf would actually win it back and gets himself out of trouble. So Sheaf can actually do that as bad as it sounds because he can he can basically he can let himself get away with it by just tackling them and winning the ball back whereas Eccles doesn't have that to his game and it was obviously something that Hamer did used to have but I agree with Dave the the areas that did that really did worry me was the center of the pitch yesterday because especially when we brought on a Yari and stuff like that it just looked even more yeah, more disjointed yeah yeah it just it yeah. just did not work yesterday and I think that 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 would have probably been a bit of a wake up call for Robbins in terms of he, he probably knows he needs to sort that area of the pitch out. I also think as well, I don't want to not slag him off, but I don't want to put anything too bad on him. But I thought losing to Silva really, really disjointed the team as well. I thought he was having an absolutely brilliant game. And some people have given him some real stick. And I said on here the other week that once he settles in, he's an, he's a great wing back at this level. And yesterday you saw exactly what well, he, he won the penalty, didn't he? Won the penalty. Took, took the won... ball down and got through three players and won a penalty. Yeah, so... and then 
we bring Jake Bidwell on, and no disrespect to Bidwell, he's he's a he's a decent player. He'll he'll do steady things, but you can see how much he tucks inside. He's almost like a fourth centre back. He's not a wing back, and when yeah, he, he wasn't on, at it yesterday can... at all, he was not at it at all. I actually think substitute performances are going to hurt Bidwell. I think he actually needs a when run he of games. got a run in, yeah when he got a run in the game uh, the season before when he had a run of games he started to look good. I don't know if it was. Trying to think if it's Cardiff away. I'm trying to think of when he he but he started to put a run of games in and he actually you know he looked really good but he he struggled so far this season hasn't he? I I also think it comes down to the fact we're playing different football this year. As I got to remember last year we played very transitional football didn't we and we pretty much sat in and used our strengths to teams and his his one thing that he looked to do was more just that ball into the channel for Jokeres whereas at the minute I feel like it's a lot more intricate and as the wing back position Robbins said the other week didn't he he wants more from Van Evac and from De Silva as the season goes on but I don't think Jake Bidwell necessarily he doesn't have those sort of traits in him to be able to do that role I see him as more of a full back slash centre back than I do a wing back going on to bomb on and try and win a game and that was the disappointment with De Silva going off is I felt like instead of having two outlets we went from having two to just one which was Van Evac which obviously puts more pressure on him because they can double up over one side and know the other side's less of a threat so and also we lost him at a you know a really key period in that game him going off I think was was also key in in what you're saying there um Let's let's move on to to the third Watford goal, uh, and I think this pretty much summed up Bobby Thomas's day. Absolute stinker for the fella, uh, poor lad. Um, no danger there, way too casual, and you know it's a, it's an easy easy goal, Dave. In you know a game that was there for the taking at that point. Yeah, just again, it's just I don't know, it's just what it's very unprofessional. Yesterday was in a really unprofessional performance, and. You know, you can listen back to interviews. You can, you know, people can say about gelling and stuff like that. But that's a that's a ten yard pass, if that right. And you just got to get it right. I think or, it's a, I think it's actually a five yard. I think it was, it's five it yards away, and he gives it gives it two yards. Giving, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're giving him a bit of justice there. It was literally the easiest pass he probably made yeah. all day. Yeah, exactly. it wasn't even but a this pass. It thing. was like a toe dangle, wasn't yeah. it? He didn't even he didn't actually connect with it. He almost it was like he visioned that he was going to connect with it, and then just didn't, and almost got like a tiny little touch on it, and it just everyone was kind of like, "What's going on?" And then it was in our net. It was just such a strange goal. Yeah, terrible. Um, shocker and you know they're the mistakes you've got to cut out because they're the things where it's a difference between no points or a point versus three points and they all add up don't they at the end of the season and we did get one point in the end a terrific work by Hadji Wright for this goal um, kind of not I mean there was a slight push to Porteous's face it wasn't a punch like Ishmael was, was talking about and I'm not sure why he went down like he'd just been arrowed down by, by Legolas um, but a great knock back into into a dangerous area, and there he was, Godden, to avenge his his error with a penalty to to put it away. Terrific finish, Ross. Yeah, good finish. Whacked out a double lawnmower as well, didn't he? That was. I think it was actually a triple lawnmower. Yeah, it was you, like he, you look he, back. Just, he was lawnmowering galore, weren't he? When he got that, <laughs> I think I think he was doing. I think he did two for the penalty miss, and then one for his actual goal he scored. Um, but yeah, he. Hadji Wright's a handful, isn't he? You can tell the qualities he possesses. I think in terms of a Jokeres almost B-Tech version, he's he's probably 
just as good at some things as Jokerez actually is. The speed, the pace, that general, he just makes defences look uncomfortable. And I think, I think that's my concern that... there is with him is that he sort of drifts in and out. That's, that's yeah. my major concern. But maybe that's just how it is at the moment. And he's just yeah, trying to get to grip, grips with how everything goes in, in this division. Of course. And obviously, once the team settles a bit more in terms of they know how to, obviously we want to play and all of them have got individual strengths that they're all still getting used to a little bit as well. And I do agree. I hate the international breaks, but I feel like this one has actually come at a good time for us. I think yeah. it gives us a chance to regroup. And I think that obviously little niggles that we had with people like De Silva, hopefully fingers crossed he's OK and it's not too bad. Robbins didn't seem overly concerned, but obviously he just said he didn't know. So we'll have to see. But it gives us a chance to regroup. And yeah, I think... The goal was the goal that we scored was good. I think it was just it was mainly just down to Hadji just being a handful again, getting it in the channel. It was a bit bit ish wasn't it, in terms of the way he just ran with it. But to actually that stage in the game, he could have really ballooned the pass or did something wrong to actually put that weight of pass on. It was like the perfect weight for Godden to literally just take it in his stride and hit it. I don't think Godden could have asked for a better pass in terms. Of it was on his on his best foot, his right foot, and he could just sweep it across the keeper then and put it away. And that position you would expect Godden to score, no matter how late in the game it is or if we're losing. That's that's where he's best. In that's that the bread position. and butter for him, isn't it? That's that's what you know. Yeah. He made a career he's, on. He that. scores them goals with his eyes closed, really, doesn't he? So, uh, right, let's wrap this one up then. Man of the matches, guys. I'll start with you, Ross, on that one. Uh, MVE. I'm going to give it to Van Evak. I thought I've I've said for a while. I felt like it was coming with him, and I feel like he's going to start to come out of his shell. And I feel like. He started to get forward a bit more yesterday. He still in spells almost looked a bit hesitant when he got around the box, but it was more progressive than what it had been in other weeks. Like he had spells where he was knocking it down the line, getting it out of his feet. And I think that goal will give him the world of confidence now to just go and go and kick on, basically. So I'm going to give it to, to MVE. And Dave? Yeah, I'd absolutely agree, actually. Both wing backs were really, really decent. Um, they're definitely a level above of what we had last season. And, you know, in particular, he started to take players on yesterday and that's what we needed. There was at times where we were sort of stopping the weeks before, maybe didn't have the confidence, didn't want to go past people. But now he's got that confidence. He's going past people, chipping in with goals as well. Yeah, absolutely superb performance. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, with the end of the transfer window and that window closing, let's look back at the summer for the Sky Blues in, in that regard. 11 in. 12 out, including two loans in Burroughs and Howley. I think the general consensus is amongst us all here at SBU that we're kind of happy with the business. But Dave, do you think we're short in any areas? Yeah, I think it's that central defensive midfielder role, isn't it? But 
you know, people have talked about Lats going into that potentially with Kitchen coming in now. I don't, I don't know. People have said he's had a couple of appearances there for Jamaica. Is it or one appearance yeah. there for Jamaica? He, he in played that the role? whole of the the Gold Cup in the summer in that in that position, and he played okay. really well. To be fair, yeah, I know it was fair. against the, the likes of Saint Kitts or whatever, but he did really well in those games. Yeah, so maybe you know, maybe that that is it. Um, I think if we could sort that error out, I think. I, it sounds so negative to go one up, but I really want to go one up. I'd probably go one up with with Wright, which is so harsh on yeah. Godden. I'm with you in that regard, so you're not alone. I just think we need an extra body in there, if I'm honest. Um, and I just think he's a bit more of a natural uh, as a one up on his own. He, he's probably the best of the the three, I'd say. Um, so that's 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 the difficult conversation if we do do that that Robbins would have to have is that. Matty, you are the best finisher in the club. That's no doubt. But for the system that I'm going to have to play or what I want to play, if it is that box formation, you're not, you know, that you're not the all-rounded player that, that, that perhaps we need. we'd, yeah. we'd need, um, which is really, really harsh because, you know, he's he's had a really great start to the season. But I just think we're getting overrun in midfield and we need to sort that out. And I just think the problem with having a the formation that we have at the moment with Palmer Palmer plays almost as a, as a front three, if I'm honest. Most of the time, he's level, if not beyond right, uh, and Godden yesterday at times. Um, and I think we just need need someone to help it out. And I would like to see Ayari get that that slot. Um, Palmer, Ayari, and then Eccles can actually really focus on being a defensive midfielder or more defensive-minded um, than perhaps he is at the moment, where he's at the moment he's sort of caught a bit in no man's land. I don't think it's all his own fault. I think it's just that they're overran. Sheaf, no wonder he's doing the amount of kilometres he is best in the league because he's just having to, to cover everything. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, Ross, I think you were the same, weren't you? You wanted some kind of central midfielder to come in, um, and that's where where you'd have been happy to see see an extra body. Yeah, it would have been it would have been nice to have got someone in. I think again, it all comes down to like I think you touched on it. We we're not just going to bring someone in for the sake of it. It was quite evident from the reports. We obviously tried to approach Swift last minute. He'd have been perfect for that role. Is he's a very he's got attacking and defensive qualities when you play him, and he's also a very good ball progressor, which is what we need. And you could imagine how good of a pair him and Sheaf would be together. I think that's the perfect type of player to complement. Ben Sheaf, if that makes sense, because he's just such a ball retainer and he's so good at it. So I just think it's a shame that we couldn't get that player wrapped up. But Robbins obviously will have a plan and will have known if he doesn't get that player. It wasn't like we were just solely relying on that and then that's it completely done and dusted. Like like Dave just said, I think we'll we'll actually will change formation. I think I saw someone tweeted earlier on saying, what is Sakamoto's role? Because he's definitely not a wing back. It just seems a bit of not a pointless side, but what is he going to do? But I see him actually being in that number 10 role as the season goes on. I don't think Robbins just wants to bring him off the bench for Van Ebach. But that's so strong. That's so strange though, isn't it? Sorry, because why is he playing right back then if he's a number 10? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And he's played in the whole way during the during the preseason. Every single game, he was played in that position. Yes, I I I agree. Like technically, he looks like a number ten. Maybe it's just because he's similar in build and and whatever to Cal O'Hare, and that's why we think it. But he does look like a, a, a sort of player that can drop in and out and do stuff. But he doesn't look like a right back. He's not not defensively minded enough. And I don't even mean just strength wise. He's just not doesn't seem to be defensively switched on. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. And when we lost the ball, you could see he wasn't really switched on enough to, to drop back in to make it a midfield free. And maybe that's, again, maybe it's time for, for him to to understand how that works. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't see him as a right wing back at all. Well, it's very division. odd though, isn't it as well? Because he's not going to beat, you know, he's not going to beat the current crop to, to that that wing back is, uh, place, is he? You'd, you'd actually prefer Eccles in there personally. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah he's not going to beat, I mean, there's expectation around Ayari, right? So he's probably not going to beat him into that role. Callow Hare is an automatic shoe in to be back in this team as soon as he's back fit. Yeah. Jamie Allen as well, you know that's that's going to be an option. I think I think that's intriguing with with how he uh, is going to slot back into the team. I've I've got visions of him replacing Eccles. To be honest, Jamie Allen, I think he's got that engine that will maybe allow Sheaf to to free up a bit more as well. Um, yeah, so I'm, that, I'm, I'm interested to see him come back in because I was never I was never Allen's biggest fan. But the only reason I wasn't is because of the position that we tried to play him in, not as him as a player. We tried to play him as an attacking midfielder, but now we're so full in that department, he does not need to play in that position and he can yeah. actually play in his position, which is being an engine in the middle of the park. And he covers so much ground for a man of his size and he's a very good presser of the ball. And I do feel like Allen and Sheaf as a two would be a lot more comfortable and solid than Eccles and Chief in a lot of games. And I think yesterday, with the way they press man-to-man, and I knew that was how it was going to be, because obviously he did it at Barnsley and then he did it at West Brom as well. I remember when they had when he was at West Brom and they had a big, strong team when he played then. And they're quite similar, like I think you touched on it earlier on. They do go man-for-man. So I think in terms of how Alan plays in his overall game, he would have been very well suited in that game yesterday. And it will be interesting when... He comes back and also, like Dave said, to see if we do put uh, Latty in there at some point, because like we've touched on as well, he, he can play in that position. And it is going to be something that will will be interesting to see what he does, because he's he is good on the ball, Latty Bader as well. He's very good in terms of playing and progressing the ball. So Robbins will have plans with it. People just stress too much, I think, when it comes to stuff yeah. like that. They, they try just stress about almost, everything. At yeah, they try club. and do his job for him as, as if there's no, they almost make out like there's no plan, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like... I'm glad you brought about the fans because I sort of, looking at the overall sort of picture this this summer, I think the expectation sometimes outweighs the reality with yeah. our fans at times. I mean, look at what we've done, right? So we've replaced every single player who left, I think, with better quality. Um, yeah. And okay, we might not have the physical numbers that everybody wanted. But I mean, that was always going to be difficult, wasn't it? You know, what was required this summer and it was going to be a transitional year. Anyway, we've been told that and we wasn't going to go out and buy 15, 16 players. I mean, that's just unheard of um, in football. There's, there's no point sort of crying over spilt milk, but you've got to say the Hyam business now looks absolutely horrendous, doesn't it? Does it? Do you not think with, with with you know when you compare him to perhaps what we've got in and what we've paid for it and what we got back from from Hyam that that I mean I don't want to I go think, over I think old the ground actual but cost, it feels maybe, like maybe the set the sale cost of Hyam mm. yes but I think we're we're better than we're, we're better at the back than Hyam I would say yeah I think the thing is with Hyam is just the fact of how much he got sold for considering I think that that's they the only that's the only that, downside I mean, they to offered, that for me they offered three and a half didn't they and we said no and then because we had no pitch we we then basically yeah. went back to them and said please give us one and a half million and they were just like okay <laughs> whereas 
if we'd have accepted three and a half to four million for him, we couldn't have really moaned because that would have been what his value was. But again, it just comes down to the fact of we look at it and go, brilliant, we saw Dom Ion for like 1.5 million rising to two on such and such. You know what I mean? It's just not it. Whereas if we had him now, then he'd have been sold for way more money and we'd have had much better clauses in the deal and everything. But we were a different club when we sold him. But also, I also, I personally think it's a little, he's a little bit overrated from in my book i don't i don't think he could play in this system now i don't think he's got the ball playing capabilities at all um i think he struggles doing that at blackburn from what i've from what i've seen um so yeah i mean it's a strange one to bring back up dave dom Hyam. no very very strange i'm just saying about the numbers you know we're talking about we had to do some serious oh okay right year. yeah, the, yeah and, I mean, and you just yeah. think we you know but the other side of that coin is that because they got promoted with us, the incremental changes in in actual wages and stuff was was going up. So you don't know what that side of things looks like either, do you? And you so, look how many players we've actually brought in in long term deals at the back line this year as well. You know, you can see that sort of thought process of you know this is going to be a long term project. You see that sort of playing out in reality as well. Well, pretty much. Well, they're all going to be our player bar two at the end of the season yeah. anyway. Bar Binks maybe, who you just don't know if he's got something in there that maybe he could be a permanent player if he has a good season. And then a Yari, I doubt he's going to be ours, but you never know. We could get him back on loan if we have a good season or go up next year. But the rest of them are all. I think Kitchen's a four year plus one extension as well, isn't yeah, it? I, was, I, was, I wasn't sure what it was. Four it years, yeah, four, four years, yeah. Pretty much all of them have been four plus the obligation of another year if necessary. So it's basically five, if that makes sense. But it's 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 four. But and, and it's t- I mean it's tough to do a rebuild in one window as well. Yeah, no, I think I that's agree, what yeah. people forget. You know, yeah, there'll that. be money there in January as well that we can spend as well. And we've never really been January market people, have we? So I honestly <laughs> think that's the thinking. I think there's someone going to be available in January who Big you know time. is out of contract in the summer that he might be able to get in in January. And, and they're just going to try and get set. get through to January with what we've got, and then you know, see how see how the table lies at, at that point. Um, I, I think that's 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 their thinking. I, that, that's oh. what I believe anyway. The scouts will now be able to actually go out and watch players in general football as well in terms of competitive leagues and seeing players play week in week out, which will give them a different perspective of players if that makes sense. So. The scouts for the next few months, there's no transfers. So they're going to be going to Robbins is going to send them to games. They're going to go and watch different teams. They're going to pick up and know about players' situations. Agents will start talking and planning ahead for January, like you said, with players that are out of contract next summer and planning ahead. All these things go on behind the scenes that people don't think of. And we'll definitely have one funds there to pay for someone potentially. And two, we'll have money to obviously give some some free agents or people who are going out of contract in the summer and maybe get some pre-contract agreements for the summer in January as well. So We've definitely run into problems this summer over you know, teams overvaluing their players. And that's probably based on two things, right? The knowledge of us having a bit of money. And yeah. secondly, you know, a lot of clubs are trying to you know, cover their own asses because of negligence in previous contracts they've agreed. You know, look at the kitchen deal, for example. They've got a 25% salon fee going to, to Forest Green Rovers. Who does that from a League Two club? It's, it's it's stupid. That's stupid business for them to agree to that. You know, we can't be held ransom to cover those those mistakes that clubs make. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm happy with the way that Doug's done some business this summer. And you saw that in the, the Jokres and Hamer deals as well. So, uh, right, let's move on to, to the all-important ratings. We're going to give these players... 
rating so far. Uh, it might be a t t tad harsh, but we're going to do it. So all I want from you boys is a score out of 10 and a one-liner on how you feel the, the player's done so far. Okay, so we'll go in order of transfer free according to transfer market. So let's start with Hadji Wright. Dave? Seven. Um, what and why? Started well. Um, I think he's just... I think he needs to realise his own ability actually in this league. Um, and once he gets that confident, I think he'll um, he'll do it. And he showed that yesterday, I think, with the assist. Ross? I'll give him an eight. Um, he's had a, He has had a good start. And we've got to remember, he's got a few assists as well. So although he's only scored one goal, he's actually he's doing what Jokeres did in terms of the goal contributions. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give him an eight. And I think he's just an overall... The one liner will be player we will look, player we looked for. I think he's about twelve lines there, but they can. Yeah, but we'll, <laughs> it's the only way I can describe him. It's difficult. This is. Um, I'm going with a six, and for me, the jury, jury's still out. Lots of money paid. Let's see how it goes. Ellis Sims, uh, Dave. Well, if you're giving a six, I've got to go something like. But no, I think I think a six, five or six for Ellis Sims. Okay. Not really sure how he fits into the <laughs> yeah. model. We've not got the hang of this, have we? No. Um, not really sure how he fits into the model at this point. We've got 11 players to get through. Honest. Hope you get a hang of it by the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ross, Ellis Sims for you. Well, you've really set the bar here, Dean. No, I'm, I'm a harsh critic, though. I'm a harsh critic. a six on Adji Wright. I mean, I'd have quite liked to have gone for a six or, or something for, for Sims, but going off... Wait to hear my Sims one, then. <laughs> yeah, I've... I'm going to have to probably go about a four and a half. And I don't really want to be really harsh because I think he is going to be a poacher. But at the minute, I mean, his, his hold-up play in the last couple of games has looked better. But just in and around the box, he just, yeah, I, 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 there's just no confidence there, does there? I don't really think he gives any fans really much confidence, to be honest, when he's on the ball. And I don't think, like one of my friends actually said yesterday, like, oh, great, well, we've, the only option we've got for a strike off the bench is Sims. And I just thought, no, it's only our £5 million striker. That Do you, we've know what I think, you know what I think hasn't helped? Had you right been signed after Ellis yeah. Sims? It's yeah, in his head time. massively. Yeah, um, I think I'm, if it had been the other way around, it would have been easier for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going for a four with Sims. Uh, tough start. Hasn't helped. I don't feel that. We we kind of feel like we need to play the same way with him as we did with Jokeres. And I think that's that's going against him. Uh, right. Liam Kitchen. <laughs> he gets a one from me. Very poor. Hasn't made a start yet. Uh, gets a one for just walking out into to the crowd. <laughs> Yeah, do you guys want exactly. to give him anything? who knows but it'd be interesting to see what he turns into we'll do yeah. this again obviously not bad bad barnet. Way, but... bad barnet actually i might knock half a point off for bad barnet <laughs> but yeah no, we'll see see what he turns into okay uh milan van avak dave yeah seven i think yeah. similar to haji right he's sort of um he's come into it more i was i was very worried about both wing backs but him especially i thought he looked to like bring players down or pull players when he couldn't go past them, didn't have the confidence to take players on. Looked a bit like a sort of Dabo, sort of former Dabo figure when he, he you know, lost his confidence. But now, yeah, a lot different. Bags of pace, um, you know, and, and obviously popping up with goals as well. So, decent. I see Ross is already licking his lips for a 10 here. Look, he's got a man crush on the guy. On the guy. Go on. Yeah, seven and a half. It's good. good start for him. I think, obviously, he's not had 
the reason I gave obviously Hadji a bit more of a higher rate, like I said, is because of the goal contributions that he's got so far. But Van Evac's obviously got a goal now. Um, I, I, we just need to see more assists from him. I think. I think we need yeah. to start seeing more quickly taking someone on and fizzing it across the box or taking some shots because he can shoot because we've all seen him shoot. So I would like to see him just have like Dave's have a little bit more confidence. But after Saturday, you can definitely see it's there. And I think now he's scored and had such a good game, it's just going to flourish for him. So yeah, I'm going to give him a seven and a half. Yeah, I'll go with a seven. Uh, I think slow start, gaining traction. Just want to see a bit more bravery in possession. I think we're starting to see that now. So good start from him. Um, Rosa benefit as well, isn't it? That's a big, big big benefit the yeah fine. yeah maybe i might give him a 7.2 now uh, and you <laughs> mentioned that <laughs> uh right bobby thomas this will be interesting dave bobby thomas eight absolute solid yesterday was a just a shocker and everyone was having a shocker it's a weird game to play in I, I think other than that he's looked absolutely mustard and uh yeah brave um looks like a leader reads the game really well very solid i, I like him and he wears T-shirts with his position on as well. Did you see that? No. From, there was a picture. Just in on case there. he forgets. Yeah, there was a picture on Twitter with a, a T-shirt that said CB on it, which is amazing. <laughs> I think it was, I actually think it was supposed to be CP for CP Company, but um, yeah, it looked like CB, which was was pretty funny. Um, Ross. Yeah, I'm gonna go the same eight. I think he's he has been he has been dynamite only since he's come in. He's been he's been really good. I think. I just hope the game he had yesterday spurs him on and doesn't make him lose confidence. Because one thing he was doing before, which I noticed he, what he stopped doing yesterday, was when, you know, when he used to run forward with the ball with a lot of confidence. I noticed once he started to make a few bad passes, he, he almost thought, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to just do a safe pass. But we don't want that from him. We want him to keep doing what he's good at. And that is what he's good at. He's going forward with the ball. And he can obviously, he can obviously dribble with it. So I don't yeah. want him to to go back off that. So I'm going to give him an eight as well. Yeah, he would have got a nine for me, but I'm going to drop into an eight because of that one game. Uh, I think he's been outstanding. Uh, right. This will be interesting as well. Tats Sakamoto, Dave. This is like an average five, six, isn't it? Don't really know enough about him yet, but he's definitely not a right wing back. Yeah. We should have defined one liner, shouldn't we? Yeah. I think yeah. That let's, let's speed up because we've got another six players to go through. So Ross. Uh, I'm going to... A six, just to not be harsh, because we don't know too much about him. He, he's got quality. We can see. He's not listening. Yeah. No, he's not. No, just go straight over. He said, "Right, it's four for me." Uh, not seen enough. Not sure where his best position is. Um, that was Brad... about as quick as mine. <laughs> Brad's Brad Collins. Brad Collins, Dave. Yeah, it was just the Wimbledon performance, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, I didn't think, didn't, didn't see, didn't see great kicking. Didn't see much. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm exactly the same with you. I did not see anything good from him in that game. I mm. actually thought it was Lee Burge the second. But but it's only one game, so I don't know, another five or six. And, oh, you know, well, he's Jesus, probably not going to get mine. much chance, really. We're out of the Carabao Cup. And, and and Wilson is still looking solid, really, isn't he? Yeah. By and large. Made a good save yesterday. Ross? Uh, five. Don't know too much about him, obviously, but... I don't really want Wilson in goal anymore, but I'm not going to touch on that. <laughs> uh, he gets a two from me, guys. You know, <laughs> you know, he's not top the number one shirt, which lots thought he would do comfortably. He was pretty yeah. poor against Wimbledon, uh, and he scared across his from that game. He just There's looked... no way that you can give him a two, but Sims a four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He only played one game. Yeah, but Sims has played in about five games. But not done anything. 
He hasn't God, scored, not assisted. They should be, they should be about the same. He's Jim a goalkeeper. He should be a two from you if that's <laughs> no. the case. Actually, I'm going to go Brad Collins one at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, here we go. Jada Silva, free transfer. Yeah, very much the same as Milan, actually. Was a bit concerned at the start, um, but I think it's just confidence. He's grown into it, and I thought he looked really, really good. Let's hope the injury's not much. Go on, Ross. Eight. Solid player, and Saturday is a good glimpse of what we'll get from him this season. Yeah, seven for me. Same as Milan. You know, slow start, gaining traction. Want to see a bit more bravery in possession. Joel Latibodier. I know you can't say it, Ross. Um, but <laughs> Latte. Uh, yeah, Latte for you. Latte for sure. Dave, who are you going? What, what score are you going for? Joel Latibodier. Uh, 7.5 for me. Ooh. Yeah, just under, sort of just under a. Uh, Thomas's impact, I'd say, but he's looked really, really good. And if he can play that that central defensive midfielder role, then he's adding another bow to his string. Yeah, string to his bow. String to his bow. Yeah, yeah. I knew I'd get it I wrong. Knew, yeah, I knew what you were on about, but there you go. I just thought I'd correct the record for the benefit of the tape. Uh, Ross... Yeah, we don't want to get any cliches wrong, do we, oh, on this God, podcast? No. We're using up. <laughs> Ross. Uh, Seven. I think there's potential. So that, was a, that, that, was a real, that was a like a Len Goodman seven. Yeah, it was, yeah, wasn't it? It was a Len. <laughs> I'll hold up my little card while I do yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, from, from those, um, all those ring walks you've done in the past. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's, he looks a good player, but I just think some, some defensive frailties. I think yesterday he was a bit, what their goal, he got done over the top, didn't he, a little bit. So I think, um, yeah, there's there's improvements to be there, but he's, he is a good player, so seven. Eight for me. Comfortable in possession, real leader, uh, good talker uh, as well. So, yeah, really impressed with him so far. Uh, okay, last two. Yassin. I'm intrigued how you know about the talking. <laughs> well, just look at him during the ga- game, Dave. You're real shit. Out, to be honest, you know, I, need to get, I need to get my glasses on now. I've actually had to because I can't he, see the other end. He's of a bit of a shithouse, you know, as well. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. Up, I've noticed yeah. that. He did it yesterday. Players really get agitated he's, and he does it really slyly. He's quite yeah. but I've seen him do it a couple of times now in the home games. There was, um, and also, I think it was, there was a nice moment with the Sunderland striker as well, the young kid who didn't yeah. have the best of games and he sort of like gave him a, a hug and stuff. Yeah, I saw oh, that. It was quite actually, nice actually. that. Yeah, it was quite nice to see him. Like, yeah. Definitely humble, and you can see with stuff on on social media as well with with him. He's um he's quite a jovial mm. chap, which yeah. is always good to have around the around the uh, around the place. Since we've lost a lot of characters, haven't we? Like likes of Dabo and stuff. So yeah, I think um, really good start to his city career. Uh, right, Yasin Ayari, the lone man from Brighton. Have we seen enough to give him a good rating, Dave? Let's see what you're going for. Yeah, I'm going to go six and a half. I'd like to go seven. I've I've seen moments where I think he's going to be brilliant, and he just needs a run of games. Needs to get fit clearly, um, and yeah. he's 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 in that position where we're crying out for. You know, we need someone to step up in that position more than what we've got at the moment. Yeah, really, really looking forward to him. He just technically looks great, and as soon as, soon as you've got that, the rest of it will come. Yeah, for sure, Ross. Six, technically a joke going to be a very good player. I would have given him a seven, but he had a little bit of a stinker when he come on yesterday and gave a few little sloppy passes away, which they were able to counter attack on. So it would have been higher, but yeah, good player. I'm going with, I'm going with a four just based on I haven't seen enough of him yet in a T shirt. Dean is ripping the squad a new one. They're going to play this. You he's know, play, we talk about Len Goodman. Week. Good job he's... you're not on that show. No one would even make it through. <laughs> no, no, no. One's, no one's getting through to Blackpool. Might, what's his name? Uh, what's, what's, what was he called? 
Bruno. Bruno. Oh, Craig, yeah. Craig with a horse face, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, just on the pace, haven't seen enough yet. Um, I think yeah. definitely a baller, 100%, but I need to see more of it in a, in a City shirt. One pass isn't going to get you anything above a five in my book uh, so far. And the final <laughs> one <laughs> is Louis Binks. Louis Binks, Dave. Just haven't seen anything, have we, apart from the Wimbledon. I didn't think he did anything wrong in that game. I thought he looked all right when he had the ball at his feet. Um, yeah, five. What can you do? Yeah, Ross, you wasn't at the Wimbledon game, was you? So no, you wouldn't have seen gonna, this man in action. Going to give him a four. I've heard that he, oh, he can't. That's harsh, that four. Wow. <laughs> he can be decent, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I think he's good with the ball at his feet from what I've heard. And obviously, but he's he's young, isn't he? So he's probably going to take a bit of time to, to get in there. But I'm sure he will get a run of games at some point in the season. It's just if and when, but I don't know enough about him. So I'll go with yeah. the four at the minute, but not based off the fact he's bad. Just I don't know much about him. Yeah, five for me. I thought he was really good against Wimbledon. Uh, I, the thing for me is that I don't really see how he gets into the team at the moment. It's going to be waiting for an opportunity. Yeah, for, for that's the to, difficulty, to, isn't to it? squeeze in. Uh, but the Wimbledon thing as well, Dean. Like he wasn't done any favors that night. Norm really had a great game, like in the back end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I thought his usage of the ball that night was was outstanding, though. Dave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought he, he was the one in the back line who was really like forcing it. You know, I'd for, agree. You know, switch, yeah, the switch of play and the ball. Switch I think that will that stuff. will help us big time this year with the way we're trying to play because we obviously need we need players that can that can play from the back and obviously Fads probably isn't going to play every game and may get injured. I mean, he was out for months at one point last year, wasn't he? So these yeah. players are going to be they are going to be called on him. We have to look at the long term picture with someone like him and you know if. Latty gets injured, for example, and Touchwood he doesn't, but then Fads does as well. We're then going to need Kitchen, Thomas, and, and Binks to step up to the mark, aren't we? So I think yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one with him. But hopefully he does he does get in. But I have heard he's got a good range of pass, but it's just the other side of the game which which he probably needs to work on, and, and which is what's maybe stopping him getting in at the moment. Okay, final thought from from you, Dave, before we wrap it up. Uh, six points then in this pre-international break period. Decent start, decent return. Yeah, you know, got out of jail with one yesterday. Probably should have got more points at Leicester. So, you know, that's evened itself out a little bit there. Um, look, it's a better start than what we had last season. We spoke about it at the start of the podcast. It's going to be a more difficult league, I think, this season than, than it was last. Um, but look, there's enough to be there. We've still got people bedding in. And at least we haven't, you know done a Middlesbrough or something like that and, and hardly picked up any points at all and there's enough to be you know enough that we've seen to be um, positive enough you know Hadji Wright I think he's at half you know three quarters of what he can sort of a quarter sorry of what he can probably do at the moment um, so he's also he not going on up, he's not been selected for the USA team so that's that, interesting that will, isn't that it that will help um, us massively I think they're talking about Palmer aren't they um, yeah Palmer's going to be injured I reckon yeah 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 so you know we might be um you know Hadji Wright might be might be the man up top um is it is it Cardiff Hull Friday oh, night sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hull. Yeah. yeah so yeah interesting uh chaps enjoyed that one really really enjoyed that one thanks for your input uh this week as always a big thank you to the Sky Blue Tavern as well for their continued support we'll be back with our preview pod not this week obviously because there's no game but um a week on Thursday. So we'll see you then. In the meantime, if you want to get involved in the conversation, just follow our socials at SkyBizExtra or use the hashtag SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast.
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.